Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Aaron of Talent Teams Consulting. And today we are um, joined by another wonderful fellow coach, Amy Schumann. Amy is a Gallup certified strengths coach like Jen and I are. Um, Amy is a uh, professional certified coach with the International Coaching Federation and is currently serving as the Workforce Development Director for the Division of uh, Student Affairs at UC Davis. She holds a master's in leadership and is passionate about empowering people to create positive workplace culture. She comes to us today from her office just outside of Sacramento, California. Thank you for joining us, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for having Welcome, me. Welcome, Amy. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so great to have you here. So we've invited Amy on because we are talking about the Clifton Strength Talent theme of focus today. And Amy, remind us where this falls for you in your top five. Yeah, it's my number five, though I did take I did retake the assessment at one point and it moved up to my number two. I stayed with my okay. original results because it felt more like me, but both times it was in my top five. So I feel like that's worth mentioning, but it is my number five. That's the, the report I, I use. That's awesome. great. Awesome. Well, th that's wonderful because Chad and I, it is, it is maybe more in our supporting strengths and um, than our dominant. So Chad, where does this fall for you? This is number 18 for me. So it is well into my supporting um, themes. Okay. Yeah. And it is 13 for me. So again, yes, definitely within my supporting themes and, and not part of my dominance. So with, with that, you know, we're, we're going to have Amy here sharing her insights about how her focus shows up in her. And before we do that, though, Chad, can you share with us what Gallup has to say about focus? Sure. So Gallup defines this town theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the focus theme can take direction, follow through, and make the corrections necessary to stay on track. They prioritize, then act. And I think <laughs> we're going to hear a lot of that from Amy today. Uh, I've had a chance to meet Amy in person. Uh, we met briefly at the, the Gallup Summit this past summer uh, in 2023. Um, and I could already tell um, that a lot of that focus is, is part of her thinking. So I'm really um, excited that she's here to join us and help us explore this uh, theme a bit, uh, especially since it is one that Jen and I don't have um, in our top 10 or uh, especially top five. So Amy, as we help people start to understand this theme and we understand you're just one perspective, but it can be helpful to have, you know, somebody experience um, you know, as a coach and somebody that has lived with this sort of focus theme, even before you probably put words to it, um, just help us understand what this theme looks like, how it plays out in your life. Um, just, you know, we'll get into the theme dynamics and, you know, positives and negatives of the theme, but just walk us through some of the behaviors or ways that people might recognize this in you. Um, what does that look like for you personally? Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, before I had the the term focus and this label focus, I probably would have described this tendency as being goal oriented. I've always been goal oriented. I always have multiple goals. You know, I, I work with some uh, people in coaching and for some people, goal setting is not fun or natural, or it could be stressful. But for me, I, I'm always setting goal, always. And I've been like that for as long as I can remember. So I think part of focus is that, um, that having a goal that I'm working toward that I can execute, you know, something I can make happen. And then the other part 
might be in how I work. Um, it's not that I can just focus on anything at any time and eliminate all distractions. Similar, like you think about people with high positivity, it's not like negativity doesn't affect them. In fact, they may be even more sensitive to negativity. I'm very sensitive to distraction. And so okay. I can go into hyper-focus mode, but there have to be some conditions to support that. And so I, um, I will work in kind of intense bursts and um, that's one way that my focus shows up. And I also sometimes have to shut out distractions. Like I know open door policy is this very popular leadership kind of thing. And I I get it as a concept, but I'm also, there are times where I'm a closed door work, working through, do not interrupt me kind of person. And that's mm -hmm. one of the ways my focus might be observed <laughs> by other people. Okay. Okay. You you had shared with me before we were talking about um, achiever versus focus, and I thought that your insights were really interesting about that. Can you share with 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 us and our audience? Yeah, you know, I most of the achievers that I know and people with you know achiever in their top five, um, there, I've noticed there seems to be a cadence to their work, um, like it's it's kind of steady and there's something always happening. There's always some movement toward it. And for me, focus is more in bursts and it'll come in these kind of my, my own coach. Um, I, I, get, I have this coach Micah and she gave me this phrase that I work in sprints. <laughs> and mm. so I don't have to always be doing something. Um, I'm always thinking about it maybe, but the actual executing for me and the way my focus works comes in these intense periods of work versus a kind of steady, more disciplined kind of routine. Yeah. And I, I loved that, you know, that differentiation, you know, they're both executing themes. So we're both working towards something, but like you said, with, with that, like those smaller bursts, whereas achiever is really like trying to achieve something of every minute of every day. Like there's some little nugget we're after, like, little yeah. man, you know, yeah. across the screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. my husband has achiever number one, and I notice he can have a schedule and a list and do mm. the things on the list. Or if he goes to the grocery store, um, he'll get the things on the list. And me, I have a, a goal, <laughs> but how I get there, it's not quite, um, it's not quite as linear. And I kind of, um, I kind of don't like to have to, I like to work on times where I feel mm. this focus motivation come. Mm. It's not mm -hmm. constant where I feel like I can just force myself to power through something, but it comes in these kind of waves. And when they come, I want to shut everything out and just do that work. So that's what focus looks like for me. And I notice at least many of the achievers in my world, um, they have a much more planned out approach <laughs> to getting yeah. things done. <laughs> That's so really cool. interesting. So is it as, does it provide you like that? Um, I'm just thinking about motivation. Is the motivation, the goal, is the motivation just an internal driver? Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Cause this is one I, I, I have not run across a, a lot myself. So I'm really interested in understanding some of the nuances behind um, how this focus comes out or how it gets into those birth stages that you were talking about. Yeah, you know, for me, I think in when you read the standard definition, they talk about prioritizing. I think that's kind of the key. Not everything can exist in my focus beam because there's not enough time and energy for me to focus on everything. So there has to be some prioritizing. I imagine it's different for different people. I, I know later you're probably going to ask me about how it pairs with other themes, but I'm going to just 
I'm going to add that I have significance <laughs> in my top five. And so I will tend to focus on things that I think are going to have a significant impact or that they're mm -hmm. particularly important and meaningful for some reason. And so I kind of pick something called a focus project, or at least that's what I would maybe describe it to somebody else. So what I focus on, the motivation often comes from um, the feeling that I'll have when it's all finished but it's everything. It's the entire package. Like the satisfaction comes from the entire thing being done. And I can't really rest. Um, I kind of imagine like if my, if focus was like a, a, a person, it would be like waving its arms, waving. It's like, Hey, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. And I'm going through my life every day. And I'm thinking, yep, yep. Um, I still remember, <laughs> I still remember. And then finally, when it all comes together, whatever this thing is that I'm putting all my focus into the thing that I'm thinking about when I'm walking down the street, the thing that I'm thinking about before I go to bed, the first thing I think about, it's a consuming thought. And when it all comes together, it's like that focus person can like sit down and, and like <laughs> okay. be happy. Nice. So yeah, the motivation can come from a lot of places, depends on what it is, but I, I like to think, um, other strengths coaches say this too, strengths are about how, not about what. So focus yeah. is how I get there, but it could be applied to many different things. Okay. There was one question that has always, I don't know if perplexes, maybe too strong a word, but I've always been curious about, especially when looking at sort of the longer, longer standard definition, um, and that's available on Gallup's website. Um, and if you take the assessment, you get it. But there seems to be a very strong um, focus on on goals. And you've already brought that up a little bit. But that the goals, like once you're sort of focused on that goal, it can be very hard when things change. And I'm just wondering what happens when goals dramatically change for you? You know, with that focus going so strong in one direction, if somebody all of a sudden moves that goal to, you know, 90 degrees to your left or right, what's, what's somebody's, uh, you know, what's the potential reaction or, or how do you deal with that um, as somebody with focus? Oh, I need some Kleenex or something. Oh. So I'm going to get emotional. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's, it's not easy for me. And I will say that it, it's a lot of internal screaming. I don't know if people notice it. I think people who know me well, they they do. I try not to like, you know, put that on people. But um, the best way I can describe it is almost like a short circuit of my brain. Mm -hmm. Like it just like, what? Like I'm I'm just in shock almost because I am putting all of my energy into making this thing happen. And if it can't happen for some reason, I mean, pivots are can be frustrating. Um, for me, but if it's completely stopped, like you cannot finish this project or it's not happening or all this, that is almost like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, depending on what the circumstances are. I mean, certainly the pandemic was a lot of that for, I don't know, other focus people. I mean, we all had struggles through the pandemic for lots of different reasons, but if I'm thinking about through focus, there were a lot of things that were started that didn't, they did they, they couldn't be right for yeah. for different reasons and so um it was a really um i was just i i felt like i was losing my energy i wasn't excited about stuff but i wasn't angry at anybody you know it wasn't anybody's fault 
if it is somebody's like somebody could have <laughs> let me finish the project but they decided no, not to, like if i felt like they didn't have to do that it can really damage relationships for me because oh, okay. i'm still holding on to this thing um and i also have to be careful that sometimes it's that other people just don't remember, but my brain, for whatever reason, I don't remember everything. I don't remember everything people say, but if there's some kind of project or some kind of future task that I grab onto in this laser beam of focus, and maybe the other people just forgot, um, I have to really uh, be careful and try and communicate with people because they might they might not realize that it's really upsetting um, to me. <laughs> um, the other thing is sometimes, you know, if you look in like, um, there's different words Gallup uses, I'm going to use the word basements from the old uh, balconies mm, and basements yeah. worksheet, but you know, there's different words for this, but the word um, rigidity comes up, kind of mm. inflexible as mm. kind of a barrier label for focus. And um, I, I happen to have adaptability really, I think it's like 32 so there's that playing here as well. Right. Maybe somebody yeah. has focus and adaptability and it's, but for me, um, I joke with, with friends and family, I'll say something like, um, I don't know if I gave you the impression that I'm a kind of go with the flow person. <laughs> <laughs> and they usually laugh because I don't give that impression. And uh, then I say, I, but I'm not. And the same talent that you like to use to make things happen cannot pivot like this. Like yeah. It's really hard. So I try and explain that, but it can, I, I bet for other people, it's like, what's the big deal? We're just making a right. little change. And my focus is like, this is not a little change. This is disrupting my entire mental infrastructure that I had <laughs> planned. Yeah. I love that phrase, mental infrastructure. That's, a, mm -hmm. that's, I, I like that one. That's, um, cause yeah, that, I can, I can hear it that, you know, taking out a, a specific action is, you know, removing an entire I-beam from, from that structure and everything yeah, sort of collapses or as you said, sort of short circuits. Um, yeah. I really appreciate that, that perspective because I, I have been curious about that. You know, I have high responsibility and a lot of those sort of goals are, you know, set out in front of you and I make a commitment to fulfill those. And then when either they, they change or they're no longer needed, that can have a similar impact of well, wait, I promise you I do this. And so given that responsibility and, and focus, like Jen was saying, they both are executing, um, mm -hmm. but they seem to execute slightly differently. And so I was just wondering what the, what the impact of changing goals um, would have on somebody like yourself yeah. with, with high focus talents. So. Well, and with your your example too, you know, responsibility has a lot of external, right? It's somebody mm -hmm. else right. needs this, or or I assume somebody else wants <laughs> me to do this in, in some cases. Um, where I, for me, focus is more internal motivation, though I don't know that it always shows up like that. Probably depends what other people's top five is, you know. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be external. Um, it could be something I just want to do, a goal I've set for myself. Yeah. Um, I can also get excited about goals other people have for me uh, or have you know, given me as ideas or something. Um, but I don't know that it doesn't have that same um, tilt like responsibility does. It really needs that <laughs> mm -hmm. external person to, right. to yeah. be the one needing it. Yeah, I yeah, am definitely hearing a, a <laughs> lot in your answer about the intrinsic, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of it coming from sort of a self-starter I want to get this thing done, or this is really important to me. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate the difference. I was just also wondering, like the similarities around 
when goals change, you know, they yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> shift to, you know, 90 degrees off the, off the side. Um, yeah. that, that can really, uh, I know throw me and I was just wondering what that, especially given the, the long definition, uh, steps or standard definition of, of this, uh, talent theme, uh, from Gallup. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate yeah. all those examples and, and that sense of clarity. I know Jen has some great questions that she wants to ask, um, about yeah. sort of the positive and negatives. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I so appreciate that you've already kind of like started down this direction. Yeah. You talked about like, you know, warning people, you know, like if I've given you the idea that I'm a flexible person, yeah, that's, that's not true. So we know that, you know, we, we joke, we kid, but there are some times that our talents actually get in our way. They trip us up. They are coming on too strong and have a tendency to either damage relationships or or just drag us into the ground um, with our responsibility as Chad and I have talked about and joked about, uh, we will like be dragging ourselves along to make sure that we get something done for someone else. So in that vein, like, are there, are there um, ways and times that you feel like your focus actually has worked against you rather than for you? Oh yeah, of course. Um, and I'll share too, I, responsibility is my number nine. So I'm, I'm tracking with your responsibility <laughs> comments too. Awesome. All right. um, but so when has it gotten my way? Um, well, it's kind of odd because I was, I was going to say, I don't know that I'm ever really present because focus mm. has, I mean, you could look at focus and say, we well, I'm so present that I'm so in the moment. I'm so invested, but it has this, and I have futuristic number seven. So mm. it has this future. I mean, goals are usually out there somewhere. Yep. And so I might be working on it presently, but I'm always thinking about that kind of end goal. And I'm, I can get obsessive, like, <laughs> like I'm eating dinner, but I'm not there. I'm somewhere else thinking mm. about something that's going to happen mm. in three months at any given day. Um, that's great for the project. It might not be always where I want to be for my family. <laughs> and, and I think they love that. I like the work I do. Um, but sometimes I wish I could just pause it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just that kind of be here now kind of thing. But that's yeah. not quite that's not quite me. So um, so there's that. The other thing that can get in the way, um, you mentioned relationships. I think I mentioned relationships earlier, is if someone's inside the I keep using this like laser beam kind of uh, metaphor. <laughs> someone's inside the laser beam working on the project with me, like it's great. We're talking, I'm checking in, we're doing like, but if they're not, it's like I I kind of, you get this kind of, you know, one single sided kind of narrow lane going and I can forget about checking in mm-hmm. with people who aren't part of the the goal that I'm working on right now. And um, so that can be hard for relationships too, because it's not, it really isn't something I'm doing intentionally, but I'll get so wrapped up in something that I'm working toward mm-hmm. that it is all consuming. And so there's that. And then of course, yeah, if I can't be, uh, if someone's asking me to be more flexible than I would like to be, um, you know, I could get short with people maybe, or I'm, I'm an impatient person generally. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think sometimes I, I don't respond well to requests for change. Um, and so that's something that I have to balance because I definitely don't want people to, uh, feel like they can't talk to me or they can't bring something up. Mm. But at the same time, it, <laughs> I, I don't, 
I, I like to show how can I use this in a positive way? And mm -hmm. if people are asking me to be something I'm not all the time, then I'm, I'm not actually able to use that talent at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you bringing out that, like, that if you're not in the laser, you're kind of, as far as relationships go, you're kind of on the outskirts. And I would say with all of my um, heavy executing themes that I have high, that happens to me as well. So, it, it, you know, I, I think it's part of the, I love doing work with other people. I love getting, you know, in, in and working with others. Um, I also love to work by myself. So it seems like those that I'm working with are closest to me. So I could see where, especially with focus, if they're part of that process of yours, they would be very close in that moment, but then maybe fall up to the wayside when that project ends. And, and not that you don't care about them still, but that they just have, you've moved on to a, a different laser focus at, at that point, at that time, at that time. Yeah. yeah um, and it doesn't, we can't come back together. Right. Absolutely. But, right. Yeah. And, and what I, what I wondered too about that was um, you had said to, I think you said it, um, that when something just stops and you can't end mm -hmm. and there's no resolution that you there's a bit of a loss there. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like I'll mourn the loss mm -hmm. of this. <laughs> this goal that cannot be. And then my brand yeah. will start saying like, well, can I though? Is there still a way to get there? And uh, wow. yeah, it's, it is, it's emotional for me um, yeah. when these things end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's flip it. Let's okay. not be so emotional. So yeah, talking, it's a yeah, great let, talent let's, too. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so let's talk about those ways that this has just made you shine. This is, this is, mm -hmm. The, the talent that, and we know we don't, they don't all work in silos, but if we had to really put focus in the spotlight for a minute and think about like the ways that it has really propelled you towards your goals and, and gotten things done, what are some of those things that um, you just feel like this theme has really benefited your life or your work? Yeah, well, one, I feel like I have a reputation for getting things done, like making things happen. And um, so I attribute some of that to focus. I think also just being able to be really clear about not just setting goals, but relentlessly pursuing them <laughs> has given me a lot of benefits in my career and my life. And, um, and even in hobbies, you know, I'm sort of an extreme hobbyist. Every hobby I have, I've turned like into a business. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, but um, I get, I, I have to, I don't know. Is it okay if I read a sentence from my report? I have it up oh, in front that's, of me. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. Um, so this is like the understatement of the century, but it says by nature, you may devote yourself to things that intrigue you. Sometimes your attention intensifies if you're encouraged to immerse yourself in a specific activity or topic. And like that is, <laughs> that is absolutely me, but like times a thousand, like sometimes it intensifies. Yeah, it intensifies in a big way. But what happens is when I do that, I can become um, an expert in something because it's different mm. than learner. Um, people often think I have learner high, and I think it's because of this behavior. If I'm interested oh. in it, I want to know everything about it, and I can, I can, it's on my mind all the time. I think part of yeah. that focus is that obsession of like I see it all the time as as a goal, and so I'm always collecting things that will help me move toward it. Um, so, and I also, I enjoy like those kind of intense kinds of working times where I can just dedicate my, like my favorite day might be 
for focus might be if I have one thing to do for the whole day, like I get to really immerse myself into a topic and then the next day do something different. I don't like to do the same thing every day, not like, you know, discipline, but, um, I, I love that, the luxury of a big chunk of time. (laughs) It's like (laughs) just what focus loves. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. That's, it's so interesting to hear the differences between some of the themes because oh, I, I love very long stretches of time as well, but for a very different reason, that's where my learner mm-hmm. loves to like go mm-hmm. deep on something. But again, I'm finding a very, it's usually a near term uh, impact it's trying to have. Uh, and yet yeah. I'm hearing that same sort of love of long chunks of time, but for a specific, you know, big project to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just and getting really it intriguing. done in that and time. And getting it done, yeah. yeah. Um, that's fantastic. I, I'm going to have my mug today that says create. Ah, uh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> that's what I like to do with focus. So I picked yeah. it on purpose. Nice. Focus likes to create. It's not just about paying attention to something. It's yeah. about, I'm at the end, there's something to show for it. And that's what mm. focus likes to like, look what I made. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> well, 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 in that vein, you're taking this hour to create with us yes. <laughs> some yes. wonderful insights on this theme. Um, those, those have all been fantastic observations and, and realizations um, around this theme. Um, we've, Jen and I have both said, you know, these first couple questions have been very uh, focus driven that, you know, just as this theme at, on its own. I want to expand the circle a little bit now and think about if we're thinking about this theme operating with other themes, um, I have sort of two questions around this. We'll tackle each one uh, on its own, but I'm curious if there are themes that you find you sort of loop in a lot more frequently than some of the others. And you've already listed off some of your other other talent mm-hmm. themes and you've, you've mentioned significance already. But are there other themes that you're looping into almost accelerate the success of your focus uh, talents, your focus theme? Yeah, um, probably the one I say pairs with it really naturally and really nicely is my number seven futuristic, because focus is about future goals and futuristic. Like I like to imagine what it'll be like when it's done mm. <laughs> and the vision of that um, propels focus and focus needs to see something like, what is it that I'm, what's the goal? And so futuristic can help show here's the goal. You can, like, I can see it. Um, significance helps with prioritizing. Um, I think other ones, I do have responsibility, like I mentioned and achiever both my, my nine and 10. So, you know, when I, when it comes to the executing part, but I feel like focus has these two elements. It's the, the vision goal priority, and then the making it happen. And so I have all these influencing themes. So I haven't talked a lot about my top four other than significance, but so I have all these influencing themes that, that kind of are um, creating this whirlwind of motivation of like how Mm. this is going to give impact to my work and and these kind of things. And then underneath that I have in my six through 10, I have some real executing kind of power themes to like make that happen. So, and focus is right in the middle at number five. So I think focus is, 
focus is the thing that pulls together the vision and the execution and makes it possible. So it's using all of the themes, but um, I think futuristic and significance are probably the two that feel like they are like right up next to it. Yeah, nice. nice. Okay. And then in that same sort of vein, um, we all, well, especially us as coaches know that uh, our themes can sort of get away from us sometimes. Um, you know, Jen and I have had long conversations around our deliberatives being very risk aware and where that leads us. And it can, if you let it go long enough, it'll take you into some dark places. And so sort of that kind of rabbit hole metaphor, you know, just diving in and going maybe a little too far. I'm wondering if there are themes you lean on to help bring your focus out of that rabbit hole, out, you know, out of that overpowering version of focus. Um, and I, I ask this question because, you know, especially for someone learning about focus, um, they may start to realize they have some, some of these behaviors that go way too far and might be looking for some tools to help them bring it back a little bit more in balance. I was just wondering what themes you lean on that maybe others might be able to also see in their reports and be like, oh, I can lean on that one or I can lean on that one in the same sort of way. Yeah. So my number one is communication. And I feel like it's like, if I think of strengths as tools, it's the duct tape of all the tools. Like it, it's easy for me to use. It's the first place I start. It, it works on lots of things. So one way I, I would help is trying to communicate to other people. I feel like that's a good starting place. So, um, or even to myself, you know, saying I, I love to be coached and I like to, I'm a verbal processor. So sometimes I have to use my own communication to say out loud, what is it that's bothering me so much? And then once I can see it, then I might be able to pull myself in. So communication is one that I use for every, everything I can use communication for I do. Um, some of the other ones might be the two I mentioned before as being really like buddied up with um, focus, significance and futuristic, but they can also re like realign or calibrate the focus mm -hmm. because significance can help with importance of like, well, you know, how, how important is this compared to, or, or what's the bigger picture, but significance and futuristic together is like, what's the bigger picture that we're talking about? So if I'm in the, the weeds of this one thing isn't happening the way I want it to, the significance and futuristic are zoom out kind of themes oh, okay. and focus is a zoom in. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. okay, like pull us back out. Um, and sometimes just having that different perspective can help me move forward. And sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> I focus wins, but, um, but I think, yeah, those ones are, they really do work in conjunction with focus in a way um, to help me see, see the bigger picture and then, you know, check in with my feelings and say, okay, <laughs> what's my next step now, now that I can kind of see beyond what I was, what I was hyper-focusing on. Nice. So that brings me to um, a question I'm wondering about the when the project stops and mm -hmm. it didn't stop because you wanted it to stop. It stopped because this can't happen anymore. Where does that focus go? Well, I believe that you can't ever stop these strengths. Like they just have to be redirected. So for me, maybe there's a backup project I can do. <laughs> 
Um, but sometimes I have to take it completely out of the arena. Like, so say it's a work project. Most of these ones I, in my head, I'm thinking these are probably work projects. Um, but I can use focus at home too. So if something happened where a project got stopped at work, I may, I may need a little bit of time to regain my uh, motivation and perhaps my composure too. <laughs> but <laughs> while that's happening, I might put my focus on something personal, like, okay, I can't control what's happening here, but I can start planning our family vacation mm -hmm. and I can put my focus there for a little while. Um, I tend to like the goals that are work related and I'm really fortunate that I just, I love the work I do, but I can put focus towards something else. Um, sometimes my family, <laughs> sometimes my family is like, they don't want all that focus <laughs> on, on something like then now it's like, okay, now you're in doing everything here. And like, why don't you focus on something at work? So it's a balance, but, um, yeah. I think it can be redirected and it's, better for me to redirect it than to try and say, well, I'm just not going to have any goals. I mean, what is that? Sure. <laughs> like, that's not me. And I won't last that way. Um, so I'll find a new goal, but I'll, I'm, if I'm really, um, if I've really been, uh, I don't know, affected by whatever this thing was that stopped, I might pick like what I might call like a safer goal, one that mm -hmm. I have more control over the outcome. So sure. like a low stakes, like I can focus on planning this little family event because really it's it's unlikely that it's not going to materialize right so and then yeah. I can build myself back up to doing those big projects yeah. yeah thank you thank you for that yeah my my activator does a lot of that pivoting and, and Chad yeah. you probably knew I was going to go there a great with word. it yeah. Be <laughs> because it, it it is there is something about that like if there's nowhere for this energy to go it has to go in something and so like for me when I, I like the executing is definitely the issue is, and if something happens and I can't work on that anymore, I have to redirect all that energy into something else in order yeah. to, to just be okay. Otherwise I feel very off, off kilt, off tilt. And it, it sounds like your focus really does that with you as well. Like when yeah. that, those changes come like out of left field, you're like, yeah. oh, wait, what? The, yeah. the glitch, the, the, um, yeah, the short, glitch. Like, it is yeah, it's like a short glitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, I just kind of, I can't function and, um, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I can just try and use a different strength altogether, but sure. it's, you know, maybe like, okay, well maybe I'll tap into my number eight relator and just go and have catch up with a friend from a long time mm -hmm. ago. And maybe that will help build up my my soul again but um but yeah the energy will find a place so I like to try and give it a productive place that right. is helpful to me um before it you know goes wild and finds something that I don't yeah. want to focus yeah. on yeah I, yeah I would just I would I'd like to take this over just because I know Jen and I have had a lot of conversation about our activator go listen to the not you necessarily Amy but all of our listeners should go listen to the activator because the same sort of thread is very yeah. In the activator. I love activator. Yeah. Jen, you've, you've often said about um, certain family members ask you to go activate on something yes. else now, please. <laughs> like, just, yeah. just, you need to take and that energy someplace. And so I love hearing, uh, yeah. you know, not to make this about Jen and activator, but the same sort of tip <laughs> and suggestion <laughs> for, for you, you know, that Amy, you're bringing to the forefront here of if you've got focus and you can't necessarily complete the thing that you were focusing mm -hmm. on the same sort of sort of tip applies as just mm -hmm. kind of find that low stakes 
um, yeah. activity that you can focus on and know that there's a very high likelihood of, of seeing that to success. Um, so I just, I, I that's why I was Thanks, grinning the Jen. whole time that Amy was talking because I knew Jen was like, yeah, this yeah. is my activator. And yeah. I just want to emphasize that well, the same sort of behavior shows up for both of you yeah. can make the best of both of them. They just yeah. need redirection. And yeah. And this is really interesting really for me because activator is, I think it's my number 14. I've always thought it should be higher. And this conversation yeah. is actually like, well, maybe it's a little bit of this focus. The the one though, I, I get asked to turn down the most if we're talking about <laughs> strengths, <laughs> which I haven't mentioned at all on this one. And it's the one I lead with, but it's not the one we're showcasing today is maximizer. And so the mm. comment I'll get the most is stop maximizing this. Oh yeah, <laughs> It is yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> So maybe it's a little bit of a mix of that maximizer focus that feels like yeah. activator. So anyway, that's oh, interesting sure. for me because I'm always like, I feel like activator should be higher for me. Yeah. Um, but maybe I, it's And I tell these... Chad all the time, like the activator at five might as well be at one. When it's mm -hmm. on, like I cannot calm it down. I, mm -hmm. I have to, like Chad said, I have had a family member say to me, go activate on something else. Like I'm hovering and like there and I'm like, let me in. Like we don't want to be activated. Coach kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And they're like, go away. You know, like I got this. Uh -huh. So, so it's just funny when you were saying like your family's like, maybe doesn't want that much intense focus. Like I was thinking I was exactly where you were with Chad, like yeah. go focus on something else. Please find yeah. someone else to well, focus I, on. Yeah. And I said my family, I really just mean my husband, but um, <laughs> I'll see if he listens to this later. He's like, stop talking about me on this right. podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my family member was my husband also. Yeah. <laughs> Who tells me to activate. Oh, yeah. I love this. So oh. in, in that vein, you know, we're talking about other people and, and um, I actually have, have spent a little bit of time after like looking at your top five and, and you talking about futuristic and your um, focus together. Mm -hmm. I went looking through others I've coached and I found like three out of the five of them all had futuristic in their top five. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, how amazing is that? Like the grouping of those two together. And so when I think back to these people, it, they have like this mixture of the strategic thinking talents with their focus, almost all of them. And I'm like, oh, what a wonderful blend to pull together. Like you said, always like goal setting future forward. And, and I was just wanted to like, I guess, um, commend you applaud that like ability in you because I think it's really wonderful and it was just so very eye-opening to me to mm. go back and look at these other people I've coached who have it also and I was like oh yeah this is this was definitely like going on with them as well so um yeah just think yeah. thanks for sharing all of that um do either of you have like an example of others that you've coached that have focus high that maybe shows up a little differently than what we've seen in Amy Amy, I'm gonna, as, as, you, as, our, as our guest, I'm going to let Amy go first because. Oh, but I've been talking so much. Um, oh, we like that. You can go, you can go chat. All right. So my answer is actually going to be very brief. So I'm not sure how much of a, how much of a get off the hook uh, I'm going to provide here. Um, I'll be honest. I was going through uh, the names of people that I have coached and trying to find people that have focus in their top five and of the something like 500 or 600 people that I've had in, in workshops, I only have 20 people that have even had it in their top five. And yeah. so, and those have been in workshop situations. So I actually 
out of the whole mm-hmm. list, I don't actually have anybody that I've actually coached for a long period of time with focus in their, in their top uh, five. So I really don't have that much to contribute only to, mm-hmm. with the exception of saying that in general, this is a relatively rare ish um, yeah. talent theme to have. I mean, I don't think it, it hits it. I don't think it sits in the, the statistical analysis that Gallup has done in the past of like the, the five most rarest, but it is not, I wouldn't say it's Super that far common. off. It's probably in that, you know, bottom 10 or 15 um, themes that people likely have in their, in their top five. So I would just say in that vein, that if you've got somebody like Amy with focus, you've got a true gem and it's, yeah. and it's something to really pay attention to and, and engage because that, you know, if, if you're like me and, and have picked up on sort of the intensity of this theme and the intensity mm-hmm. that it can bring that is so amazing and, and has a sort of self-starter, self-motivated, intrinsic motivation kind of um, tone to it. I think that's fantastic for a team or organization to have. Um, so that that's going to be my only comment. So I don't have anybody specifically that's that's extremely off what you're sharing, Amy. I am curious. Uh, I know at UC Davis, you got a fairly good sized community there that you probably uh, work with. Do you have any examples of somebody else with focus that has maybe come across as a little different than your own version? Yeah, you know, similar. I don't meet a lot of other top five focus people. I do yeah. know some um, in the interest of like, I'll just generalize um, some thoughts about coaching people with focus. Um I think depending, I mean, depending on what the rest of the top five are, it can, it can definitely look different. You may have somebody mm-hmm. who's even more into the the executing realm or like your example uh, earlier, maybe somebody who's really into the, the strategic realm and, and what does that do to the, the focus theme? I think though, what I was going to say is when you're coaching somebody with focus, it might feel different is they they may not need help with like the goal setting part like we might like have that covered which a lot of other people come to coaching for that or um keeping on track right like that's something i get asked for by other people who maybe don't have focus in the top five is um wow like you you brought it back together or you kept track of all these different things and kind of put it into a funnel. Um, but where co- people with high focus were at least this for me, this is true. Also, um, I think that the open-ended questions of coaching mm-hmm. that open up perspective and that can be really valuable because um, we may be really defined on the goal, mm-hmm. but missing something. And so mm-hmm. coaching, it might feel a little different um, than coaching somebody whose whole objective is to come up with this goal. Well, we're starting with the goal and we're now we're sort of like, okay, are we on the right track? What else do you need to consider to keep moving toward that? You know, how will you feel when this thing is accomplished? What's next for you? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think different people have different, um, intensities in terms of the, that interruption, like some people need certain circumstances to work and it might look a little different. Um, and I mentioned there, maybe there's somebody out there, I'm sure that it's possible who has adaptability and focus and that, <laughs> yeah, right, that, right. that would look totally different than mine. <laughs> yeah. We would like it's, to see that. that yeah, I know. Maybe, I mean, it's gotta be, I've met people <laughs> right. with all different kinds of what I, you know, oh, call yeah. like unlikely pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's, <laughs> you know, taking advantage of, of or building on the fact that it is relatively rare. The question I want to ask is that given that somebody might not run into somebody mm -hmm. with focus all that often, um, I'm curious if you, Amy, and, and Jenna, I want to come to you with this as well. Um, I have my own take, but I'm always interested to explore the, expand the dictionary a little bit. <clears throat> what images come to mind that people might be able to use as sort of an entry point to understanding this theme? Um, if our listeners have <laughs> listened to any of our other episodes, we've always done this with, with themes because it's a nice way to sort of have that entry point to understand it in sort of a, a picture way. You know, we've on occasion used pop culture references, but often, you know, household objects and so forth. I'm just wondering if there's an image that you use, especially with all the coaching you do at, at UC Davis and, and some of your um, private coaches, uh, private consultants, what images do you go to when you start to try and explain this theme to others? Yeah, well, you mentioned the word picture and the first thing that comes to mind with focus it's a little literal, but um, like a lens for a camera, um, because you know you have to focus a lens. Um, but I think it's a good metaphor. I'm also one of my hobbies gone wild is photography, <laughs> so I'm a photographer too. Um, so I like that metaphor. But there's something about you know looking through this kind of narrow thing. Um, you can already see in your sight what it is you want, but you're kind of fine tuning it. And then mm -hmm. I like the photography metaphor too, because with the executing domain, it's not just about looking at the object, it's taking a picture of it. Maybe you print it and put it on the wall and you have a, you know, maybe my maximizer now is like, and then you do this and you do this and you have this gal <laughs> a gallery of the photo. But it's um, focus is with an intent to create or an intent to do something but to be able to do it it's blocking everything else out so that you're dedicating your attention to this one thing and I like that metaphor too because there might be like something happening right over here that you're not or maybe there's even a more beautiful thing here but <laughs> you know that kind of calibrating um I have like walked into uh lakes and <laughs> tripped over rocks taking pictures because that focus of focusing on the the goal, that future yeah. focus, but also in that moment of um, of being so focused that everything else kind of stands still. So that's my that's my focus metaphor. Nice, yeah. nice. Jen, do you have one? You know, I I really I do, but it's not it's not it's not right. Like it, <laughs> there there isn't an end goal, and except for maybe an um, where's Waldo? So it's like this like search and find kind of thing, like and. Um, I think you shared with me before too, like they have those little lists in the back of the book and so you could check it off. My achiever loves that, um, you know, that you collected all the things, but, but maybe that you're, you know, is so engrossed in it that you don't hear other people. It's that like anything that, that pulls you in that you, like, like Amy said, lose your surroundings, lose what's, what's around you, that like actual pure focus of something. So um, I went more towards that, like searching for, for the guy and finding him, but I love Amy's that like having the end tangible result, like actually executing, finishing something. Nice. I like that. I like that one. Nice. A lot, yeah. a lot better than my where's Waldo. <laughs> well, I mean, it's well, it's good uh, imagery, but I think for at least for me, I'm not, I'm not searching with focus. I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I just have to make it happen. Um, 
but yeah, certainly that flow state it reminds me if you like Where's Waldo, like I don't, it frustrates me. So <laughs> I'm like, this is not helping toward my project. <laughs> so right. it's a distraction. Those inconvenient distractions, right? right. Yeah. 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 Um, Chad, did you have one? Yeah, I actually did. I, you know, it's kind of come to me as we've been talking, but I'm getting the image of, um, like a TGV or a, a bullet train, you know, the super fast trains. Mm. Um, I think one of the reasons it, it has popped to mind is, Amy, your comments about the, not the inability, but the time it takes for you to pivot. You will not see a sharp mm. turn with a TGV train. They bank those corners. I've ridden, I've actually had the luxury of riding in one, but they bank those corners. But they also don't make too many stops. So like Amy, mm -hmm. you know, that long, intense and burst, um, th there's a sense of speed that I'm sensing from a lot of Amy's answers. Um, so there's there's very minimal stops along the way and that you do end up having a, a, an end goal. You've started at one station, you're going to go to another major hub. Yeah. There's not going to be a whole lot that happens in between other than pure speed. And, yeah. and you are on a single set of tracks because uh, the TGV trains don't have a ton of uh, branch points because of the speed at which they travel. And so I just, that one has come to mind as we've been talking. And um, I think it's going to be one that I sort of lean into when I, when I come across those few people, I, uh, I might coach with, with focus um, or help trying to help others understand it. Um, yeah. But I've loved yours love as that. well. Yeah, yeah, I loved yours, Amy, as, of that idea of the create from your mug that you have an intention. You know, you've got a, a mm -hmm. photographic subject out in front of you, um, even though there might be another, you know, beautiful mountain behind them or, or to the side <laughs> yeah. that you're not going to worry about at this moment. Um, and that, that that falling away, that flow of the, all everything else, those distractions on the side kind of evaporate and you're in that moment. Um, so I, I think we've got three great examples. And Jen, I, I wouldn't discount your, your Where's Waldo too fast. I'm sure that's going to resonate with somebody. So <laughs> yeah, um, a different a different focus version right. than mine. Yes, exactly, sure. right. exactly. Yeah. But I, I I do think that bullet train it, that one resonated with me because in that feeling of like once you say go, like I'm yeah. going. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> once the once you green lit this project, like don't tell me to stop. <laughs> don't tell me yeah. to turn. It will Is be it? very difficult. <laughs> So I like yeah. that. Uh, I like that one. Um, I might use that one myself to help explain to other people what's going on in my brain. Yeah. Um, oh, awesome. So we're going to take this to like back to, you know, like when we think about those who, um, you know, we how we can best interact with those who have focus. Um, being that you have it high, what advice could you give maybe to team leaders or peers? to help someone who has focus really give and offer their best contribution to the team? What are some, some ways that we as like bystanders of those with focus can actually help you, you know, bring out what you need, give you what you need? Yeah, well, you know, everybody's a little bit different. So I, I think of it as, you know, an opportunity for a conversation, but some things you might, you might ask about are, um, what conditions do you do your best work? I mean, that's a good question for anybody, but with focus, mm -hmm. if you know they have focus, asking when, what helps you to focus? What helps you to go into that kind of deep power mode yeah. of executing? And um, and my guess is they may say, I need uninterrupted time. 
Um, mm -hmm. I used to call my work from home days, uh, which I used to only work from home on Fridays and I called them focus Friday. Now I work from home most of the time and it's great for me. It's really good for my focus. Um, the other thing I notice, and I, I don't think, you know, sometimes your own strengths are so close, you don't see them. Um, I, it was on some Gallup thing. It might've been Dean Jones. I don't know, but somebody said this <laughs> strengths are, um, are like the, the bridge of your nose, like yeah. everyone mm -hmm. else can see it, but it's too close to you. And this other sentiment that I like from Gallup too, is, um, strengths aren't just about what you can do. They're what you can't help, but do. So all this to say, I've gotten a lot of comments about my, um, adherence to schedules and time. <laughs> and I just naturally, I'm a natural timekeeper. And I have, you know, different like devices here in my office to help me keep track of time and agendas for meetings and stuff. And so one of the things I tell people working with me with focus is if we're going to have an agenda, which I think is a great idea, like, let's do it, like stick to what's on the agenda, like mm -hmm. keep the focus in the meeting yeah. and you can have me do it. I'll lead the agenda. That's fine. Um, but, you know, depending on what the other talent themes are, people may be more or less uh, into that. But I think for focus people, it's knowing what is the goal and mm -hmm. letting us either work toward it or we're working toward it together, but rem you know, not losing sight of things, like acknowledging what's what we've got to do. And if we have a schedule to kind of stick to it, because at least for me and my focus, it's really important. One of my one of my pet peeves is, you know, when you have an agenda and then people put in parentheses how much time each thing is going to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if anybody working with me is listening to this. This, this isn't personal, but I'll take, I have a red pen always. Like <laughs> I'll take my pen and I'll be in the meeting and I'll be tracking and I'll list the actual time how long did it actually take and then the next one how long did it actually take and then i'll put where we lost time and like and i'm just doing that for fun like <laughs> no one asked me to do it i often don't share my results <laughs> but it's like my brain can't i'm focusing on whatever is in front of me like i'm focusing on that so i i'd be curious if other focus people i hardly need any like i said right. but for me it's very important so maybe if you're managing a focus person too like where are we getting off track? How hmm. could we yeah. stay on track? And the focus person might have some ideas. <laughs> nice. I'm oh, I love that. I'm sensing that um, the the play of distractions is yes. very much there, like tangential conversations. That's a distraction from the main mm -hmm. topic or topics on the agenda. And yes, I can. I resonate with that a lot with my responsibility. You know, I've, I've mentioned that, but also my deliberative. Like the risk of going off course is. Mm -hmm you know, could, could be dire. <laughs> yeah. And um, just because we but, have focus, like I said earlier, just because we have focus doesn't mean we're immune to distraction. In fact, we might oh, right. be more sensitive right. to distraction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those are great. Those are great yeah. advice, great examples of things that we can do to help others yeah. bring out their focus. I mean, there was one thing that you shared with me before, and I, I got reflecting on a little bit because of one of our most recent, um, other episodes where um, Jen, you might be able to help me with exactly what um, other theme this came from, but the, the need for the information uh, and filling in blanks early in the process. Whereas Amy, I, th I think you've mentioned to me about focus needing more open space that let you fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that in terms of how to interact with somebody with focus of what information or what information maybe you hold back and let them figure out um, 
could you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, and as I'm thinking about that, I'm wondering how much of this is me and how much of this is everybody with focus. But for me, the important thing is what is the result? Not how do we get, like not every little thing about how we get there. Like if I know what the result is, like I will keep that in my mind and then I'll build it. I want freedom to work on it at the times where I feel motivated to work on it. I will be able, I have a ranger somewhat high also, but like pulling in all these different pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that clarity on what the goal is, is helpful um, and anything that's going to potentially derail it, I would want to know up front. But I like, once I have focus, I, I think I like the trust that comes with, I will make this happen. So <laughs> I just need to know what is it we want? When is it we need it by? Is there anything that I need to be aware of that could derail this thing? And then just let me go. Like your high, high speed train uh, yeah. analogy, right? <laughs> like give the tickets and the destination <laughs> and this and then... And then watch out because here I go. Um, and if you want to be on the train, great. But you're this is when we're leaving and yeah. be on time. <laughs> and this is the destination. We're not we're not taking sidetracks to some no, other little no village, s- right? Side yeah. stops. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's a different train, a yeah. different strength. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been a Great fantastic question. conversation. Um, I'm so thrilled about everything I've learned about focus. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. Jen, but I, I have a whole yeah. other understanding now, uh, a level of depth and um, feel a little bit more prepared to coach people with it. I hope our listeners have gotten a lot out of this of starting to understand maybe some of the people around them. I did want to ask you, Amy, you know, as all good coaches um, do, we usually ask our, our coaches, and in this case, our guest, to help us wrap up the session. So I'm curious as we've had this conversation, are there two or three key takeaways that you'd really like to maybe reemphasize or a, 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 a note that we didn't necessarily address directly with one of our questions that you'd really like to make sure people listening to this and starting to try and understand focus really take to heart um, as, as sort of our way of summarizing this, this episode? Yeah. Um... I think that when you think about focus, that's how I started it, was saying there's a big goal setting element. And so if you are wanting to, I mean, there's lots of executing things that can make things happen, but focus might be reserved for those kind of like distant projects, those kind of Mm goal-like things where it needs somebody who can keep it going and keep the dream alive, (laughs) like keep it in sight. I think also there's something um, really, I think it's dedication. I think there's a beautiful dedication to that if it was important enough to be, you know, developed as this idea, this project that focus is going to see it through in a way that um, really like keeps things moving. It keeps things going forward. There's also this flexibility. Like it's funny because I think I mentioned inflexibility, but with focus, they might need flexibility in, in how they they work or where they work mm-hmm. so that they can access that. Um, because it it is, for me, it took a lot of years to realize, oh, it's not that I'm rude, that I want to close my door. <laughs> it's that I can't work <laughs> without doing that sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of thing I'm working on. And so, you know, understanding that need that comes with focus and that those people, they want to 
I don't want to generalize, but I'll say me. <laughs> when I'm in that focus sure. mode, it's so that I can serve others with whatever this product mm. is, whatever this experience is. And, and the, the best way I can do that sometimes is retreating into this focus cave <laughs> and coming out <laughs> with the project. Um, and I think I mentioned at the very end, but also this idea about time and the importance of time and that you know, not wasting time. That might be something that I think a lot of the executing themes probably care a lot about. <laughs> um, and focus is no exception. Like we have an agenda, we have something we want to work toward. And um, and it's also okay to ask questions and get that focus person to kind of zoom out sometimes because we benefit from that too. Nice. Nice. Wonderful summary points. Amy, um, it's been so amazing to listen to you talk about your focus. And I want to just thank you for being open and vulnerable with us and our audience. You know, there's so much of what we do that comes so naturally and our talents just like you, you had said before, like you, sometimes you don't even pick what you focus on, like your focus picks the focus and, and you're so there for it. So I, I you know, just want to like celebrate you and, you know, just really Thank you for for being here, for being part of our show, for sharing your focus with us, and being so open and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's fun to um. I have these. Um, you know, I kind of reference a little bit. My top four are all influencing themes, and I feel like they they get the attention all the time. So it's kind of fun sure. for focus to kind of take the stage today and say, you know what, focus <laughs> is powerful too. Not just all these orangey yellow ones that I've got <laughs> on the top. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I will echo Jen's thanks um, for spending so much time with us, understand this theme. Uh, you know, we highlighted at the beginning that this does not reside too high in either of our talent lists. And mm -hmm. just to have this much better understanding of it is going to be so much of a help. And I really hope it helps a lot of those um, listening uh, to understand this. Uh, just as we wrap up, I just want to remind people that if you like this episode, and also want to uh, engage in the conversation, we really encourage you to leave comments um, on either our YouTube channels or our, our podcast um, that we host through ACAST. And just subscribe. You'll keep hearing from great coaches uh, like Amy uh, that, that help us understand these themes a little bit better, are, are gracious enough to be vulnerable with their, with their talents. So just Reminder to, to keep engaging with us. Um, Jen and I will be posting this on, on LinkedIn. We'd love to continue the conversation there as well. So, Absolutely. And if you want to reach out to any of us, including Amy, all of our contact information will be in the show notes. So you can find it there. And so until next time, I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths. And I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode.